guys. This is Joy. And this is Claire. You said hey guys this time. I know. I can't get away from it. I can't. It's It's just going to happen. It's the comfort intro. Let it happen. Well, here we are at the end of June, and it's so great to have you here. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of This is Joy and Claire. Yay. Here we are. Mm -hmm. Let's see. By the time you guys hear this, I will be trying to keep my cool about driving to Wisconsin from Colorado with a car full of children. No. Why did you make this decision? Oh, Brandon keeps trying to convince me to bring the dog. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. No. I mean, granted, it's like $400. It's like (laughs) Four hundred, almost five hundred dollars to board her for the whole week. We're going to be gone. I'm like, worth it. Worth, worth it. it. I'm plus, so, like, she gets car sick. Like, what do you know? Hasn't gotten car sick in a while, but she just is not. Like she's two and a half. She still is like, we still put, let's put it this way. We still put her in the crate when we leave the house, right? Like she is not free to roam she's the not house. not to be trusted. You just never know. She you could ingest something that's $5,000 later of a vet bill. You don't want to have to do exactly. <laughs> And like, I kind of, you know, if you have a pet or a kid, you can probably relate to like, you sort of can like heat scan your house in your mind for like risks. And so, you know, before you're going to bed or before you're leaving the house, you're kind of heat scanning of like, okay, all the food's off the counter and like there's no stuffed animals on the floor that are beloved and the like bathroom doors are closed so nobody's gonna get any, any like trash. Um, Yeah, Rachel says, car sick dogs always wait until traffic to vomit in your lap and you can't do anything about it. 100% true, 100% true. So we're not taking the dog. Brandon keeps being like, we're wasting so much money boarding her. I'm like, no, this is my... The price we're paying no. for sanity. Yes. Absolutely. So how long of a drive is that? Like three days, two days? No, no, no. It's like two half days or one really full day. So really long day. If yeah. you're just driving it with two adults, you can make it in like 14, 15 hours. With kids, it's more like 18 hours. So what we're going to do on the way there is we're going to try to leave like Friday afternoon, pit stop in Lincoln, which is about halfway and then go the rest of the way. Um, And then on the way back, we're going to try to make it one push. There's something about the drive home that feels like it goes a little faster. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carolyn also says, we drove from Georgia to Virginia for a move and the dog threw up as soon as we got into our new house. (laughs) Wow. That is amazing. Oh, that makes me sad. Impeccable timing. Impeccable timing. Speaking of dogs throwing up this morning, J- JT doesn't really throw up anymore. He used to throw up, throw up a lot. Um, sorry for it. This is not going to get graphic. It's just kind of a cute thing that like JT has been trained to throw up outside. And it's not that I like made him do it. It's just that he knows anytime I see because it takes him a while to like, he doesn't just throw up out of the blue. He kind of has like a, a momentum to it that like I know it's about to happen. And it's probably like a good minute. <laughs> that I have to get him outside because he starts to like heave and it's just he's old That's and so it's slow. Time, honestly. It is a long time. So I have time. But over the years, he has now equated like, oh, when this starts to happen, I know that mom wants me to go outside. So he goes to a door and he stands there and his little tail wags like he's like nervous about it and then I open the door and he just goes outside but this morning I like had him I was about to feed him breakfast and I feed him kind of close to like the garage door but then he like looked at me like oh no it's happening it's happening I'm gonna throw up and so he started to like look around where like where do you want me to go and so I put him in the garage and then I was like oh no let's go out to the like get him in the garage to then like take it go through another door to get to the front deck because I didn't want him to throw up in the garage <laughs> and so he was like walking around heaving oh, and then looking God. at me like where do you want me to go throw up 
And I was like, oh, buddy, you're just the best. It's like the cutest, though. Like, he will literally come up to me when he feels sick. And he just, it's that look that people, dog owners know. They kind of almost like curl their, their lips a little bit. Like, they're like, ooh. Like, they're... <laughs> They start drooling and it's just the cutest thing. I'm like, I really don't care if you throw up on me, dog, but it's just the sweetest that he like knows that he's supposed to go outside when he's sick. (laughs) And like, if it's in the middle of the night and he like obviously can't wake us up, you'll find it like close to the back door. And it's like, he tried. (laughs) That's so sweet. It like makes me, it makes my heart hurt. I know. I feel like anytime, a, I mean, River doesn't do this because she's far too dumb. But when my kids do something like that, where they're like, you can tell they're trying so hard to do something that's like involuntary <sighs> yes. in the right way. Yes. So I'm like, don't worry. Like when oh. I, now I tell the story, of, I don't want to turn this into like another throw up episode, but I know that I told the story of Evie getting car sick on the way to ski school. She was like, I'm so sorry, mommy. Like, oh. Don't apologize. <laughs> Oh, I feel so bad when people when like, unless you're like a drunk adult who just threw up over everything. I feel so bad when people apologize for. Getting Ugh, sick. I know it's like just let it happen. It's I know. just oh my gosh. Oh. Anyway, well, so dogs and cars so, and car yeah, rides and long car rides. Fun. It's gonna be fun. Uh, everybody knows how Brandon feels about Fourth of July. Real into it. If you don't know, I he always dad, forget. I always it, yeah. forget, and like here we are. Yep, yeah, it's like. Mm-hmm. A big, big, big holiday in our family because Brandon and his dad used to be involved in a national, like professional pyrotechnic guild. Actually, I think it's international. This like just baffles me every time. I know. It's like it how, really you does. know, when you're growing up, like some some like families do Boy Scouts, some do karate. Brandon and his dad did fireworks. I didn't even know that was an option of one of the things you could do. But I recently, here's a fact. I would love, I would love to hear people's stories mm-hmm. of like, you won't believe the weird hobby that I thought was totally normal growing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like Brandon just grew up thinking like everyone does fireworks. I recently was hanging out with a girl whose dad breeds racing pigeons. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't even know racing didn't and pigeon. Know. Didn't yeah. even know that was a thing, let alone that you could be like a breeder of racing pigeons. He's Greek. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. He's in the U.S. now, but he like was raised in Greece until he like lived in Greece until he was like uh, well into his adulthood. So I don't know if this is like a Greek thing, but um, please, please, please tell us like what bizarre hobby did you or your family participate in that looking back, you're like, that was so random and like have never heard of anyone else doing it. But when I was growing up, it just was totally normal part of my life. Please tell us because for Brandon, it was fireworks. And for me, arguably, it was going to the chiropractor instead of the actual doctor. Not that that was a hobby. <laughs> I love it. I really do love it. I think that that's just amazing. I mean, I, can't, I don't think I know of anyone really that had like weird hobbies. I mean, I knew of friends whose parents like they had like a ton of pigeons, but it wasn't like they trained them to be racing. Actually, I guess pigeons are like really, really good at finding their their homing pigeons. Like they know where to how to get back to where they were. Mm-hmm. So apparently I had her explain this to me in case anyone's interested in a quick crash course in pigeon racing. What you do is you have like a device on the pigeon that can tell how, I don't know if it's how fast it's going or like you start a timer basically when you release them, but you like drive them a set distance away from your home or from wherever their like pigeon box is that they understand to be their home base. And they're very, very good at knowing where their home base is. And you drive them a set distance away and then you time, you let them go and then you time how long it takes them to get back to their home base. 
And that's how you race them. Carolyn says, mine was that we had a family business and I thought everyone else did child office labor on the weekends. <laughs> uh, Kelly says, does collecting spoons count as a hobby? Oh. I don't know. Kelly, tell us more. Tell us more. Collecting was your, spoons. Was your house completely full of spoons? What type of spoons? Oh, this like this is a whole genre of Are, stuff. Are like those little people, collectible spoons? Yeah. Well, I'm just t- I'm thinking like hobbies in general. Now I'm like, whoa, people are going to write and be like, I collected these certain clocks from this era and it it just it gets really interesting. I did you ever collect anything? No, not that I can no. I never I never got into that. I never got got into right. collectibles or like beanie you, babies. I never got into anything. Do you like ever that. do you get like a certain thing every time you travel? Like No. I st- I kind of like aspire to be one of those people. Like my sister-in-law always like gets a magnet from wherever they go. And I always was like, oh, I wish I was that person. I wish I was the person that like got a mug everywhere that I, I, I do like to like get for a while. I would get the mugs at Starbucks that had like the state, but then I was like, I have way too many mugs. And then I had to like back off with, with that. Uh, I, I loved when we went to Hawaii. This is so weird, but I loved the nail files at the ABC store. So I'd always get like stock up on the nail files at the ABC store. But other than that, like I don't have a thing when I travel, which I don't know. Like I, yeah. I think about like when we went to Iceland, I got a couple magnets. I got some yeah, towels. Yeah, like, get whatever. I tried to get like, because I don't like a lot of tchotchkes around the house. Right. Do so you get just like something you would use? I, yeah, I also get kind of weird about like clutter. So I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I kind of wish I was someone that was like, I always get this. Cause then, like, when you go for the hunt and then you find it, you're like super excited. I um, try to get Christmas ornaments. And that that's is a great one. one. It's a good one because they're, they don't have to be out all the time. You don't have to find like a place to display your collection of whatever. There was a time in my life where I collected snow globes and those, it got like overwhelming very quickly. There were so many. So we, I try to get a Christmas ornament and not like everywhere I go. Like I'm not going to get a Christmas ornament like every time we go to Wisconsin or something. No hate on Wisconsin. But like if I, if there, it's somewhere that I go a lot, but it's like, if it's a significant trip, I will get a Christmas ornament. Or if I can't find one, cause not all places sell Christmas ornaments year round. I know you're shocked by this. I will order an, a Christmas ornament from Etsy that year that feels like representative of like, for example, this past year, I really wanted to get a Christmas ornament from Ireland, but I just like couldn't find one that didn't, didn't feel really kind of kitschy. And so at the end of the year, I ended up just ordering this beautiful glass, like painted glass little tile ornament from Etsy that was like this woman surfing this beautiful, like hand painted thing that was like, oh, this is going to remind me of the year that I did it, like started going on surf trips. And we have like a little turtle that we got on Maui on our honeymoon. And we have a, a little one from Iceland. Like, um, but I don't really collect. Yeah, I guess for a couple of years growing up, I collected snow globes, but other than that, not a big collector. Anyway, how was the Pride 5K? It was so fun. So I s- signed up a few weeks ago. My work was planning to have like a just a group of people meet up there. And anytime we're, you know, anytime there's a chance for people at my office to meet in person, it's super fun because we're a fully remote company. So somebody put together this like meetup before or after the race. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, this will be super fun. So I didn't, you know, coming off of the 10 miler in May, I was like, Oh, I could easily run a 5k. This is going to be great. And also that I'm like, it'll be fun. It's just going to be an easy route, like no pressure. I didn't feel like I had to like, you know, win the warm up type of situation. A lot of people like actually ended up having to back out from the work thing because it sold out, which I knew was going to happen. But I was like, guys, I told you. Anyway, so I show up and uh, 
I mean, it was just such good energy. It was such good. Pride always has the best energy. And I get there and pick up my packet. I'm all excited. And it's like a super warm day and seeing everyone's costumes. And I'm just feeling the vibe. I got to say hi to your coworkers because your coworkers had a bo- your work had a booth there. So I was like super excited to see them. Which like so many people, I got texts, like like selfies from all my coworkers. They're like, we met Joy. <laughs> well, it was so funny because you said you're like, go stop by and say that you're my podcast co-host and they'll know who you are. And I was like, yeah. really? So I was kind of shy going up and be like, do you guys know Claire Cook? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm her that podcast. Was Everyone who staffs that booth is a marketing person. Like I barely scrape by of not having to do that stuff just because they're like, okay, you live kind of far away. Like, yeah, I, I think I had mentioned to maybe one or two people like, oh, my podcast co-host is running that. And so all of them, it's not like, it's not like an event staff where they, you know, like these are the actual people who work. Right. So anyway, yeah. They were all very excited to meet you. Yeah. So I walked, uh, yeah. So I walked up and was like, I'm, I'm her podcast co-host. And they're like, oh my gosh. And so they were very excited. And then I got excited and we we're all taking pictures and selfies. Anyway, it was like a beautiful day. Tons of good energy. The 5k goes off and there's, well, first of all, there's this guy standing next to me and everyone's just so friendly and like introducing themselves. He's, he turns to me, he's like, I'm John. I'm like, I'm Joy. And we started chatting it up and he was like super nervous and like bouncing around. I'm like, are you nervous for this? He's like, yeah, I don't really, I don't think I've ever run a race before. And, but he's like, but I run a few times a week. And this guy like looked super fast. Like he just looked like he was going to kill it. So I was like, oh, you're going to do great. And he was so excited. And then he gave me a hug because he was so I mean, I was just like, I made so many friends at the start line in like five seconds. And then they were like, look at, and then there was this one guy that turned around and he's like, you're going to kill this. Of course, they commented on my shoulders, but I was like, this is the only place where I feel like you're allowed to comment on my shoulders. Like, I feel so much warmth and acceptance in this space. Like anyone in this moment here is allowed to comment on my shoulders. So I was like, yeah, I I don't know. You know, I was like, my cardio is not that great, but I'm like, I'm going to do my best, you know? <laughs> so, if you um, see me, I just gave the biggest <laughs> eye roll on the planet of Joy. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Just because then tell them what happened, Joy. Well, because <laughs> then I PR'd my 5K. So I start running and they said at the beginning, they were like, you know, people who really want to kill it, go to the front. And there were no waves, you know, this is not that type of race. It was more of like a fun run. So everyone's just kind of like going to the back. I was like, well, I'm going to go in the front. Cause I also like during races and Kelly, you're in the chat. You will appreciate this. It's like, I don't like to weave around people. Like I know that I'm fast enough where I should go in for the most part. And so when a, race starts, I cannot stand having to just weave around to like get to the front. But I'm not so fast that I'm going to be at the very first of the start line. So I was kind of like middle of the pack is enough to where I'm like, this is enough to weave around anyway. So we get started. And it's all kind of like uphill. So I'm like, okay, let's just like the first part is uphill. And then it goes downhill. So the first part was the hardest, but I start running and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna like run as fast as I can, but not sprint. But I'm gonna like, it's in my head, I'm like, it's three miles. I'm really excited. The energy energy here is great. And it's also just when you're running around people, you kind of, 
uh, maybe it's just me of like, I just kind of have to compete with them. And so there's all these like super fit people. And then I just start seeing people that kind of look like me or like have my like fitness level. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try and like go with this person's pace. And I ran super fast. I didn't really take any water breaks. And I realized I was not super hydrated because on the way down, I was like, oh, this is getting really bad. But then like on the way down, people have... So was it out and back? So when you're running back, everyone who's behind you is like cheering for you. So I was all excited and everyone's giving high fives. And then by the time I crossed the finish line, I was like, wow, that was the fastest I've ever run a 5k, which is weird because Boulder Boulder was my last fastest 5k. I mean, I don't really run a ton of 5ks, first of all. So this is not like super Boulder impressive. Boulder Boulder's a 10k though. Is it? I thought it was a yeah. 5k. Oh my God. Joy really? Parish runs a 10K and just thinks it's a 5K. No, Boulder Boulder is famously a 10K. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Kelly, I thought like, it's a hard 10K. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. It is a, it is a hard 10K. Cause I no, remember being like, she thinks it's a 5K. Well, cause I PR'd the it's Boulder so Boulder hard. one year and I remember being like, surely I haven't run a 5K. Anyway, I don't remember my time from the Boulder Boulder. I just remember one year, like I PR'd it and then I went and did Murph on the same day. That's when we talk about like how crazy things were. Anyway, so I, um, I did PR it. And for me, it was like, I don't know. I'm not going to say my time because it just doesn't matter. It's just stupid. But like, I, cross the finish line. And I was like, wow, that was really, that was really a lot. That was a lot of fun. So I unintentionally PR'd my 5k at the pride 5k, but I think it was just the energy and the yeah, people. That's fair. I think like the, the times, the very few times where I have enjoyed running, it's because I'm really not paying attention to running. Like I, yes. And that's actually why I like trail running is because I feel like I'm paying attention to my environment so much more. It doesn't – I get out of my head about the actual running that I'm doing. And so I think that's also why I like the Boulder Boulder the few times that I've done it is because it feels like you're just in a parade and you happen to be running. Yeah. And you're not really – Yeah, the Boulder Boulder is just totally different. But yeah, and I I saw – so because it was an out and back – which again was fantastic because you do just kind of get to see everyone coming towards you and we're – High five! I mean, I saw the best outfits. I saw so many naked people with just like nipple coverings that I was like, this is amazing and a level of freedom that I hope to achieve someday. Like it was just, it was the best. And uh, the the gal who was, I think, probably one of the first to cross the finish line, I saw her coming and it was just like insane where I'm like, probably 15 minutes. I don't know. It was crazy. I was running a 12-minute mile this morning and was like, some people are halfway down with a 5K by now. Like, a lot of people are halfway down with a 5K by now. Yeah. Some people are, like, done with a 5K almost by now in 12 minutes. Yeah. It's super impressive. Well, and then I was, I don't know, I saw some fitspiration a couple weeks ago where this gal was like, if you want to get faster at running, just start running, like, keep running faster. And I was like, is that it? Is that? And so I just was running really fast. And I'm like, your deadlift, just pull harder. I know. It's like, so as I was running, I was like, well, maybe this will make me faster. And then this morning I did a run and I felt really fast. So I'm like, maybe there's something to that. I'm not going to be running marathons anytime soon, but it was really fun. I was super sore. I was so sore from just running that fast. And I was telling people before we hit record that I haven't felt my abs sore in a long time. Like it just from like the motion of pushing that hard for as long as I was running. So that's how I did. Won the warm up. I didn't actually even warm up. Well, I did. I did warm up because I. Just digging that hole. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Kelly's so mad at me. <laughs> oh, my Lord. 
Kelly doesn't, Kelly approve. doesn't approve. Well, okay. Not know deeply who Kelly is. We always talk about her. She also is one of our um, most loyal chat um, yes. participants. Kelly Lutz has a running coaching business where she does, she sells like coaching programs and also does one-on-one coaching. And I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Yes. Kelly and, and JK, JK have started. Just started a podcast that is about running and strength training together. So please go listen to it. We will link yeah. it in the show notes. Yes. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and talk about our favorite sponsor, Ned. Hello, Ned. Hello, Ned. Oh, my goodness. Where have you been? Nowhere, because I take it every day. (laughs) You are in my medicine cabinet every single day. In my medicine cabinet and in my pantry, specifically living for shut-eye chai and my little wind down every evening with my mug of shut-eye chai. I love it so much. 70 million Americans have chronic sleep issues. I have been one of them. I bet you maybe have been one of them. Hopefully you aren't still one of them, but it happens to all of us. One of my favorite ways to get out in front of having a day where I feel really wound up or if I feel like for whatever reason, I'm just going to have a hard time getting some good sleep is to take some shut-eye chai, to drink a hot steamy mug of shut-eye chai. Shut-eye chai is made with adaptogens, aminos, functional mushrooms, and magnesium. Best ingredients out there. It does not have CBD in it. So if you want to support us by supporting Ned, but you're not super into CBD, this is the product for you. It also has chaga, reishi, and ashwagandha, which are super nourishing to your body just as a whole to keep your systems in balance. We love shut-eye chai with a little bit of oat milk and some honey. It's very, very lovely at the end of the long day. You can get your shut-eye chai or any of your other favorite net products. We also love their daily blend and their sleep blend, which are CBD tinctures. And we love, 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 love their chapstick. You can get all of that at helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy, J-O-Y, or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. Thank you guys so much for supporting the brands that support our podcast. Can I just gush really quick about the bear? Put a plug in, not the bear, the animal, which we could also gush about because I love watching anything related to bears, but the show... And I'll make it quick because I know a lot, a lot of p- people watch this. I can t- I can tell not a lot of people have yet like gotten into this show because of just the response, I, like or the lack of response when I post about it. If you have not yet watched The Bear on Hulu, I demand that you start. It's one of those shows where think of a comfort show and also a nostalgia feeling just wrapped into one. Where when you watch it, you fall so hard for these characters. And just the feelings that you feel when you're watching the show is divine. I can't, I can't stress enough how much I love this. Like, I have gushed over shows like Succession or Breaking Bad, or I've gushed over a lot of shows, or even just, you know, how much I love to watch reality shows. That is a different category. The Bear is, I don't want to tell too much about it. I mean, it's basically about this family, and one of the brothers is like a very famous, successful chef that has to like come back to the family business and help the family business. And it talks all about, or it just kind of follows this whole journey with them, but it's based in Chicago. And I think I just also have like a lot of ties to Chicago because of Scott. So like seeing all the scenery and we, we watch it together, he's like, oh my gosh, it's Chicago. And Wilco, they play Wilco all the time because Wilco's from Chicago. So there's a lot of like that tied into it as well. But whoever picks the music for this show as well, they have like Counting Crows, they have Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam never lets their songs be used in like any movies or any shows. For the fact that like Pearl Jam songs are in the show, they have a Taylor Swift song in one of the episodes. Like never. And the scene, like the scene 
for that particular show, no spoilers, but it is the most pure, lovely. It's not violent. It's not like, there's nothing like X-rated or like racy about it. It is just like pure, pure, pure. I really want people to share in that joy. So please watch it and tell me what you think about it because I need, or leave it, even just like DM us. I need someone to like get excited with me about this show because I need to like process so many feelings about it. So that's all I'm going to say. That's your assignment for the week. To everyone else, because we all know I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. And I, um, let's see, I, w- I watched the first season, but I tend to read while watching. Bear isn't one I could do. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you do have to pay attention to this one. Listen to everyone's podcast, Jackson, Brittany. St- oh, yeah. The, the podcast for people who are doing like the Vanderpump right now, I didn't get into the Vanderpump rules drama. So a lot of people are talking about this in the chat. Like, I know Vanderpump, there's like this big drama about like some cheating scandal. I didn't get into the Vanderpump Rules show to begin with. So I'm kind of out of the loop with that. I have like a loose idea of what happened, but you're not going to get that from this podcast because I'm probably not going to go back and watch Vanderpump. Sorry to disappoint all the Vanderpump fans. The only bear that I watch is the Katmai National Park bear yes. live feed, which is back on for this which season. Which is amazing. It's so it's soothing. so great. It's the most soothing thing. You just got literally, literally, <laughs> literally, literally just Google bear cam and it's going to be the first thing that pops right up and you can just sit back and relax and watch some skinny bears get real fat. Oh, it's the best. My you personal know past, favorite pastime. I'm also obsessed with the, um, the eagle cam, the bear mountain eagle cam with yeah. Jackie and shadow. There's so many good wildlife <sighs> cams out there guys. Like honestly, so if you're- good. If you just need to lower your blood pressure, I think the the site is called explore.org. You can browse so there's like coral reef ones. There's they're all over I don't know if they're all over the world, but they're all over um the US and they're all I mean it's just so relaxing. You can go look at so many. I really recommend it. Uh Rachel says it works well to help calm children too. Yes, we all need some calming. <laughs> Calms adults, calms children. Not an ad, but it would be great if it was. I would want 10 out of 10 accept a sponsorship from the Bear Cam. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do kind I'm, of feel like I've had a hand in uh, spreading the gospel of Fat Bear Week. I, You have. You absolutely have. I wouldn't have been into it as much if it weren't Fat for Bear you. Week and Scott. Scott is actually really into Fat Bear Week. He, does he bet on it? I don't think he bets on it. it you can like do bet you? on it now. Oh, I'm sure you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should be a Fat Bear Week affiliate. He's my affiliate code to yeah. send the bears salmon. Oh my goodness. <laughs> send the bears salmon. It's kind of like those furbos that aren't those, aren't there cameras that can like treat your pet? If we oh, had cameras yes. around, that yeah. was like, if you sent us money, we would just throw a fish to a bear. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be great. <laughs> um, all right. Last weekend, we did something fun. We want to tell you about it. We went to the Botanical Bakery of Denver, which if you're in the Denver area or the Front Range anywhere, you should go there. It's on South Broadway, a little bit past Yale. And it's so cute. It is a flower-themed bakery slash bookstore where they use edible flowers in most of the bakes. And then also you can like go over to the other side in the little bookstore and you can buy like a little bouquet of flowers. And... The flowers have poetry on them. If you want, you can get them to add a little poem that a local poet wrote and they put it right on your flower arrangement. And I just love it so much. The reason we were there. It's the best. It's the the best. best. Everything about it was the best. Everything about it. I bought a sticker that said, eat the pastryarchy. These people have my number. Big I bought so many things when I was there. (laughs) It's the cutest place. 
They they had coasters with dogs painted dogs painted on them with birds on the dog's head. Like I was you guys, obsessed. Truly, yeah. I don't like if you need a gift or you just need you to give yourself a gift, the gift of a sh- delicious shortbread cookie with a pansy baked onto the top. I got a lavender latte. Gosh, oh, it was so good. Petra thought I said flower theme bakery, like baking flour, which also that flower, but I mean like growing flowers, like floral. When you go in, it just feels like you're like entering, like all their dishes are like this beautiful china. It just feels like you're having a little tea party. Okay. I'm done gushing about it just for now. We went there because we are doing a video project for our podcast 10-year anniversary, which I believe is technically next week. We are really excited because we're going to be interviewing some women on in a video format and then also have like a podcast that goes with it where we kind of ask them the question like, how has your life changed over the last 10 years in ways that you didn't expect to kind of go with the fact that we always say, you know, if you had told us 10 years ago, we would still be doing this. We wouldn't believe you. And so we ended up um, having a great conversation with the owner of the bakery and kind of hearing her story about that. We have a couple other really amazing stories lined up, but we are still looking for more, especially if you're in the front range. Although it's not out of the question if you are not in the front range. We're particularly at this point looking for people who kind of have like a corner of their life where they've been able to develop something they never thought they could. Kind of similar to our, our podcast where like our day-to-day lives are a little bit on the predictable side of from, you know, 10 years ago, if you had said, hey, Claire, you're going to married to Brandon and you're going to live in Longmont and have two kids. I'd be like, yeah, correct. <laughs> that, that checks out. And you're going to work in marketing in corporate America. Like, yeah, you're right. I am. But there are still like this podcast is something that I never would have thought. And it's this amazing creative outlet. It's this amazing community. I always think about the time that I was talking to someone who had recently stopped doing a podcast and they were like, you know, there's just too much going on. And I remember thinking, oh, when I have a lot going on, I like can't wait to talk about it on the podcast. It's not like, oh, I have too much going on to do the podcast. It's like, oh, I have so much going on. I can't wait to talk about it. So if you have something like that, that you've developed, doesn't necessarily have to be over the last 10 years, but over the last couple of years that you feel has been really surprising to you in your life, or if you know someone, we would love to hear your story and potentially interview you about it. So email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. We are working with Joy's amazing friend. I guess I can also probably call her my friend. Megan with Big Heart Film. She is local here in the Front Range and she's just so wonderful and creative and fun to be around. So we're really excited about this project. We'll keep you guys posted. I think we're going to probably release them more or less all at once. Um, Probably we'll see how things, how everything like fleshes out, but probably like mid-fall. It would be my guess for when we're mm-hmm. done with the first batch. And if it goes well, then we'll just kind of keep doing them. because Yeah, we might just keep doing them, which is really like fun an, to do kind of like starting to do like an audio version or a video version of our podcast as well to kind of accompany the audio. And so it was just really cool because like when we showed up to um, Dyla's Bakery, it was like, oh, this is where we're supposed to be. Like this is the plants and the bakery. And she was rad. Like she just immediately fit in. She was talking to you about tattoos. She was so excited about Claire's pastry tattoos. I just feel like it was it was very kismet. And the whole thing started off really well. So we're really excited about it. And we are going to have Dyla. We're going to have all the people. We're hoping that it works out this way. But the people that we interview will also be on the show on like a long form audio version. So we can kind of hear more about their story. Um, but we just feel like it's the perfect way to celebrate 10 years. The other folks who we are interviewing, um, we're, we want to get a wide range of people so that everyone who's listening right now and everyone who will eventually see and hear these interviews can have a different, like a a good sense of seeing themselves in at least one of the people. And so we're trying hard to focus on 
kind of more like everyday folks who don't have like the Netflix special sort of story and who didn't upend everything in their life in order to fulfill like a creative itch or something like that. Because I find that those are the stories that inspire me the most is like, oh, this person didn't have to quit their job and move across the world in order to feel fulfilled. They, you know, were able to carve out a corner in their life. Um, and some of the stories are much more big changes and that's fine too. Sometimes you you don't have the option of staying where you are in what you're doing and still feeling fulfilled, but we're hoping to hit it from both angles. And we're hoping that when you guys hear these stories, they'll feel really validating to you of like either here's someone else who ha- realized that they needed to make a big change and they did it and it was really worth it. Or here's somebody who wanted to keep a lot of the big things in their life the same, but there were just certain things that needed to shift. And so they shifted them and now here's what their life looks like. So exciting about that. Lastly, I just want to put in a, speaking of amazing people, I want to put in a request for people to send thoughts to a listener named Julia and her family. Um, Her husband got a bone marrow transplant recently and she's been in touch with us just kind of around the progress and she listens and she says that listening to us is kind of like a comfort, a comfort while they're going through all this with their family. And so I just wanted to have this community also be thinking of Julia and her family and her husband. She recently wrote us and said that um, her husband's home from the hospital after two months. He received the transplant and it's working, sending you all the love, Julia. And then this is a reminder, friendly reminder for people to go on Be The Match. If you fit the categories of what they're looking for right now to sign up, it's so easy, so beyond easy to sign up to get on the registry. That's be the match.org. All right, guys, we got to keep today's episode a little bit tight. We got off just a tight 40 minutes. (laughs) We got kicked off a little bit late today for just some personal logistics that all hit at the wrong time. (laughs) Right when we were supposed to start. Life happens. We still make it work. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're listening. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Please, please, please support our sponsor, Ned. Go get yourself some shut-eye chai or some daily blend or some sleep blend or some chapstick. Every time you support Ned and use that discount code JOY, you are directly supporting our podcast and directly supporting this amazing brand that has been with us for a really long time. So thank you guys so much for that. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye.